in five, four, three, two. Game changers. Welcome to episode 12 of Purpose Potential Podcast. This is our last episode of the season. And I know you're like, that intro was a little different than it usually is. And so I want to let you know that today is special because I have a special guest in the interview seat. Actually, the producer of Purpose Potential Podcast kit of the content house so just throughout this process of recording I have gotten to know kit and just learn more about his story and I'm like wait you're the man in front of the computer but you also need to be the man behind the mic and game changers you are going to be blown away by this interview today and so how I even came into the knowledge of the content house is through a friend of mine pastor Janine Weathersby and she embarked upon the journey of starting a podcast and she invited all of her future guests to this podcast class here at the content house and we were learning about the stages of production but also we got a chance just to you know meet and network with one another um, just to know how the process would go and so as I was sitting in that class I was like this is awesome but I'm like I'm supposed to be doing some work with the content house and it took months for anything to even materialize but by the time we got to June you know that I had my live taping and podcast recording which the content house was responsible for and now we are rocking and we are rolling every week and so if you have not paid attention to that ad that's in every single podcast I want you to know that the content house is a full service creative agency located in South Holland Illinois And they work with creative businesses to offer a full suite of services all under one roof. So commercials, videography, audio and video podcasting, live streaming too, photography, audio recording, music development, graphic, website design, and online media project planning. So, I mean, literally anything you need that's creative related or content related, they got you. And it was established in 2016 by Kit, who I'm going to introduce you to today. So we actually were at Columbia at the same time, though we had no idea until we chopped it up throughout this process. But he got his Bachelor of Science degree in audio production and music design. And after that, he began touring with major artists like Kanye West and also working for popular music festivals like Lollapalooza and Coachella. So he has so much experience under his belt. And then like We all do when we are called by God. We have this point in our journey where we go, okay, I'm supposed to be doing something else. And in 2016, he founded the Content House. And y'all, when you hear this story behind the Content House and what God did to really move this forward, you are going to be blown away. So I am so excited to have Kit here in the studio with me today, even though he's always here in the studio, but in front of the mic today. Kit, what's up? Oh, man. Oh, man. That was a... That was a great introduction, so I really appreciate that, uh, Asia, A-A-J-A. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it, yep. 
So I am here. I'm Kit of the Content House. That's not like a Game of Thrones character. That Kit, is Kit of the so funny. Y'all, like every single week that I come in before we officially record, we can be engaged in a political debate, <laughs> watching funny videos or memes. Like it, it's really like we have. To, well, hey, no spoiler, but. I want to take you guys a little bit behind the scenes of just the process of bringing a podcast to life because it's not as black and white as you may think. So more to come on that. But Kit, we want you to start all the way at the beginning. So we see you in your professional glory. But what was Kit like early on was audio engineering something that you've always been interested in and if so when did it peak yeah um yeah so my music background uh started when i was um i was yet a a wee little man um (laughs) and (laughs) i um no like like most i started in my parents basement um and they would i would be working on records of music or having you know local artists come in to the house in the basement or friends over and uh, my parents would um uh stump on the ground like on the floor because I, I was in the basement so they was up they would stump on the floor and they would say pipe down and so they said that so much i mean i've had footsteps in records before it's like oh that's what <laughs> that's what wow. that is uh but i would stump on the floor i mean they would stump on the floor so much and say pipe down until that's what i named my first company and so it was, oh, really? it was pipe down records um and um you know we would make music but yeah that was that was that that took me to um uh, in high school and then that took me to columbia the um the love for that actually it took me to valpo first and valpo did not work out for me mm-hmm. at all um not to say it wasn't a good school it just wasn't my school oh yeah i learned that so i really advise anybody that's looking to go to college to pick a school that specializes in what you want to do because like you can't just go and study creative arts anywhere you can't you can't and expect to be successful or set up for a real professional success yeah uh so i tried it i tried it and then it tried me Uh, (laughs) and i was down in valpo like i got to get out of here um and so i went to um columbia after i uh went to valpo and that's where you know i started to um really you know blossom as as a creative because i started to uh be open to more than just music i started to realize like oh man I can do a whole lot of stuff with this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So before we get there, I want to go. Yeah, I know. Right. Uh, Before we get there. They need to pay us for this. Get get us some sponsorship. Come on, Columbia. (laughs) I know. I love it. I love fellow Columbia alums. Honestly, I feel like we are like sororities and fraternities. Yeah. Because if you're like, you went to Columbia, I did too. Okay, guys, the joke about Columbia is that it has like a 34% graduation rate. Don't quote me so there are a lot of people who went to columbia but you have to ask them did you graduate from columbia because some people just went for a day like all jokes aside but anyway when we link up we'd be like yes (laughs) columbia 
So we have to go back to this pipe okay. down record. Okay. okay, all right. Because you want to go back? <laughs> the first thing that came to my mind was that episode—not um, that episode, that scene in The Temptations where mm-hmm. they were recorded in the basement and they were flushing the toilet above. Oh yeah. And she was hitting the ceiling with the broomstick, like keep that it down it. up there. That was it. That was me. That's uh, that was um, you know my brother. That was uh, some of my friends in high school and. Uh, we loved every second of it. What type of music <laughs> were you guys doing? We were doing um, like hip hop uh, primarily, um, but I, I can attest to uh, my love for all music that came from my cousin Donnie. Um, and we just so even though we we're making hip hop, they have like a lot of different influences yeah. in it. Um, and then I would go, you know, ahead and make a rock album, wow. of which we won't play on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> because i love all genres of music but uh we would do hip-hop gospel r&b you know um you know a lot of my friends are musicians so they come in and play some jazz yeah uh but yeah you know pipe down was was the stuff back in the day wow <laughs> yeah. so okay so all genres of music yeah. prior to college but in college it went beyond music so right Tell us a little bit about that. Um, I've always. So I realized something that God gave me because what I liked about music was producing music. But I realized that experience was for me because for some it's not. Mm -hmm. But for me, that that experience was global, which means I can produce anything. Yeah. Like I like the spirit of the producer, <laughs> if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't want to be deep on no, your podcast you. platform, but you know, just I realize that if it's a piece of furniture, I can produce that. The function, the function of, of production. production. Okay, game changers. I hope you guys are listening because as these guests come on the show, I want you to really think about how these principles that mm-hmm. we're talking about are coming to life. And regardless of what assignment God has given you or what he's purposed you to do, you play a specific role. Like if you are a quarterback, you're a quarterback, you yeah. know, or if you're a shooting guard, you're a shooting guard. And so what is your function? That's something that I challenge all purpose driven people to really consider. Um, my function is a gap filler. So Kit says his function is producing. Yeah. So, I realize that. Yeah. Um, and um it it doesn't matter what it is. I I can see it, I can dissect it, I know the different elements it's made out of, mm-hmm. and then I can reassemble it whichever way I choose to reassemble it, or whichever way God tells me to reassemble it. So um that's that's a gift of mine that's my purpose yeah is to be able to do that um you know into its you know whatever it is into its simplest forms yeah. and say okay well that's made like this but we could simplify it or we could absolutely <laughs> yeah you talk about purpose a lot on your podcast <laughs> <laughs> No, you guys, like literally sometimes coming in to record these podcasts is Mm. not fun. Literally, (laughs) um, I I had to batch record some podcasts today and I was like, Kit, do I I even want to even do this? Like it literally can get to that point sometimes. He's like, "Okay, well, let's talk out your thought. Let's start from the beginning or that's good. Keep it up. And I'd be over here like I'm not having it. So looking at me like, uh. 
Exactly. <laughs> but I can validate that he does what he says that he does. Yeah, yeah. So I I, I appreciate um and the thing about that was is it took me some time to realize that that was a gift. Yeah. It it just cuz sometimes you don't know your gift. Mm-hmm. You don't even know it's a gift. You just you feel awkward. Yeah. Like why don't I think like everybody else? <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Yeah, and why don't I think about this like everybody else? And people are looking at you like you crazy and you like I just see it a different way. Right. Yeah. So Columbia was super fun to me because well, for those that have not been to Columbia, um Columbia is it was the biggest i don't know if it still is arts and entertainment school in the nation one of the the biggest um you know more than 15 campuses across the city of chicago Mm -hmm. and like right smack dab in the middle of like downtown so not like a college campus that's very you know just centralized very decentralized so if you do not have classes with somebody it's very probable that you may not know them if you guys don't cross paths or intersect in any way and so i really had a lot of fun just kind of getting a head start on the fashion industry when i was in college um so tell me about some of your memorable college experiences and how you started to activate your craft yeah um i started to of course that that the introduction of people uh meeting people um at school uh who thought like you thought who had had different perspectives uh who had different skills and talents and um um you know one meeting those people uh, because i'm still friends with a lot of those people to the day to today and uh, so that was a just a breath of fresh air. Uh-huh. Um, not to say that I don't have friends back from uh, Valpo because I do. But, you know, the friends that I met at Columbia. They were your kind. Yeah, it was like. You get me. Uh, you get you get where I'm coming from. Yeah, right. I mean, they're similar enough to make you connect, but crazy enough to keep you engaged. <laughs> like, like Columbia's open house, you guys. Like, they yeah. had, like, these people on stilts and, like, this whole festival. I mean, the open house is what right. told me, like, hey, you need to go here. Like, I know you will remain interested yeah. for the duration of your education. And I had to attest that, too, because I wanted to drop out. <laughs> I was like, Ma, I'm about to pull a Kanye. I'm about to just drop out. You know what I'm saying? Ma, you know, she was like, Boy, you going to school if I got to drag you to school. <laughs> so, you know, um at the time left, you know, my girlfriend at Valpo, <laughs> who is now my wife, Alicia, I love you. Um <laughs> thank you for not leaving me. Um and went to Columbia and that was just amazing. Amazing. Okay. Well, right after school, you actually got good work. So you didn't have to go and work, you know, yeah. at a fast food joint. You I got didn't. good work. So tell us about that. Um, so I was in music and um went to Columbia, was making a lot of connections, and I met John Monopoly. Now John Monopoly is was Kanye's manager at the time. And um, I started working for him um, and it's a, this is, I got a, it's a story behind. We're listening. Okay. We're listening. Okay. So I met uh, John Monopoly. I started working for him. Um, but 
I also was, you know, I was a Kanye fan. I'm a Kanye fan to the day. I don't care what nobody say about him. You know, of course, I don't agree with everything he says, but I'm a fan. And Jesus is King is dope. Um, <laughs> and so, um, uh, long story, I, I told my mother I wanted to do something further with Kanye. and But this is how the spiritual side of, of what, you know, I said, I want to do something with Kanye. And she said, well, what do you what do you want to do? I said, I don't know. I want to, you know, do something. I like where you're going at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, this was back in 09 something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she said, okay, well, you know, she said, how are you going to do that? And she, she was, I was like, he got a foundation. Um, and so the, my, my mom, who's a pastor, uh, she teaches me a lot of spiritual, like, um, uh, principles, principles. That's where I'm looking for principles. So she said, okay, well, you know, so a seat. And so I wrote a letter to, um, the foundation, (laughs) you know, expressing, you know, Hey, this, I like what you guys are doing at the moment, you know, da, da, da. I want to be a part. So here's a, I took all the little money out of my bank account. I had $127 in my bank account. I remember that. Put it, you know, in an envelope, sent it to California uh, where the foundation was listed. And um, I was at Columbia. I was getting on the train with my friend and, and I get a call. I get a phone call. Hello. Um, can I speak to Kit? How you doing? This is Kit. I had, a, I had like a, a Motorola, the one of the blue ones. <laughs> like, hello, Moto. <laughs> yeah, and so um, I get a call, and she's this a woman. She says, "This is Doctor Don DeWest." Wow. And I'm like, "Y'all stop playing." I hung up. <laughs> I no. was like, "And no, seriously, this is a real story. I no lie." Um, and she called back. She said, "No, this is Doctor Don DeWest, and uh, you know, I got your letter." And I was like, "Oh." oh hi how are you you know and she was like you know if you want to do something you know with us um i want you to meet me here at this time and that from that day i had been doing things with you know good music and okay Kanye all time. right okay before we go on we have to unpack that yeah okay game changers kit basically just acknowledge the importance of sewing into your next level yep and notice he said I had $127 in my bank account, but he gave most. I if, gave it all. If not all. He gave yeah. all to what it was that was in front of him. Um, I want to acknowledge the belief that he had to have to give his all in a moment. You know, we can just extract those principles and just put it over into your situation. Do you believe in what's in front of you enough to give your all to it yeah that's the first thing the second thing is the recognition that your next level is in people because sometimes we just think that we can just do everything ourselves their hard work will get you one place honoring people and connecting with 
people is a whole nother ball game of positioning and resources. Literally, if you have a great people network and you don't have no money, I'm not even worried because you can work with people and establish rapport and get opportunities that can always produce more. Mm -hmm. But sometimes just what you're able to do on your own is really limited. And so what are you sowing into into this next season? I just want to plant that before we go on yeah. with this interview yeah you you can't i've le- I learned that out the gate you can get nowhere trying to um hold everything close to the vest yeah so so how did this introduction work between dr donda west and mm-hmm. kanye west how did the connection happen from the foundation to you actually working with good music um she you know invited me on some dates for the foundation and through that, I met um, tour managers. I met, you know, Don C. Um, and then they invited me on some dates as well. And I started touring with them. So when you went on these dates, was it anything related to your craft at this point? Like, did you just kind of have to go in and scope it out and just kind of be present? Or was it clear from the very beginning to everyone what you were hoping to achieve it started out like that like just being present Mm -hmm. and then it turned into uh people seeing your character Mm -hmm. um and this is so good uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah then it turns to people seeing your character whether they could you know trust you or not whether they can uh whether you'll do what you say you're gonna do whether you'll be where you say you're gonna be because you're on the road so it's a lot of things you could get into um, and that's one thing, you know, from childhood that even my parents say is like, if if it ain't right and it don't feel right, kid ain't doing it. Yeah. <laughs> it just don't feel right. So yeah. and, and not being afraid to, you know, stand alone because mm-hmm. sometimes you have to. Yeah, you just have to stand alone at that moment and just <laughs> and take it. Uh, but, you know, it character, people start seeing your character and then. um uh, they ask you to do, you know, hey, why don't you try this? It's a responsibility. So those little steps happened. And then I became, um, you know, a, an assistant tour manager and was, you know, leading the band where they needed to go. Nice. Um, and I I mean, through that, I got to do like SNL. I got wow. to do. I met Cameron Diaz that day. I was like, oh, my <laughs> God, it's Cameron Diaz. I called my wife like, yo, Cameron Diaz right here. Um, met so many people on the road, Bruce Springsteen, LeBron, wow. Chris Paul, like it was, um, and I hate, you know, this is a platform to do it, but I hate like telling it in casual conversation. Yeah. Um, but I really pick my, you know, times to share yeah. that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's, it's just character is literally character because I was not in my profession and you think I would be around Kanye and, and all of those guys and I'd be producing records. No, I was just having good character. Wow. Okay. Sewing. Yeah. Belief before that. Belief. Then sewing. Then character. Note that nothing Kit said yet was about the skill. Nothing had to do with Or about the gift. So basically there are prerequisites to success. And it's not just all about perfecting your gift. Yep. So at that point, you weren't even operating in your gift. This was merely character um, fueling your elevation and promotion. So how did it come about that you actually began to work 
in the industry of what you were formerly trained to do? Yeah. So I've always been working in it, even when I was, um, you know, on the road and stuff. I still had artists, still was engineering records, still was uh, doing it on a local, you know, from a local standpoint and working on my own stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't realize like the last, you know, I, I told my wife this the other day, like the audio background I have is was the foundation yeah. of everything that I do. Yes. Audio yes. and visual. It's the foundation of everything I do. So all the time that I spent perfecting that craft, um, even if from an entrepreneurial standpoint, it wasn't like a big thing. Um, it set me up to do everything that I'm doing now. So when, um, you know, so I would just be practicing. Yeah. Practicing, practicing, practicing. You give me a record to mix. I mix for, you know, $100. I mix for $50. I mix for $25. Uh, you know, you get enough of those people and you got an actual career going. <laughs> <laughs> you get enough of those people. An entry level, right. level salary going. Yeah, you got a nice little entry level salary. So, um, you know, I would uh, do that. Um, and, and knowing that I didn't necessarily have a mentor, I had to create plans on my own yeah um so um you know the industry wasn't necessarily something that somebody showed me how to navigate i navigated it myself um you know with the holy spirit and just listening to everything he said do so like my job my entire life has been listening to the holy spirit say do this at this time I love that. So so tell us one of the most important lessons that you learned through that process of just navigating your path. Um, the most important lesson is listen to those people. Okay, <laughs> literally, yep. literally um, because you never know at, you know, I'm on a purpose potential podcast, so I can yes. say that and y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, so, you know, when he says do it, do it because it could have favor attached to it it could have you know a next step attached to it it could have you know a monetary value attached to it um and you just know when you take the next step that he'll he'll provide whatever you need at the time yep yep so did you work for kanye for kind of the duration of your career before starting your own company or what were some of the other transitions from that point yeah well that's that's a good question because um uh, after about what was it, 808 Heartbreak, Dark Twisted Fantasy, you know, his mom, his mom had passed. So, yeah. you know, that was, that was a hard moment. Um, and you know, it, during that time people, you know, have to figure things out and, um, you know, that left me to have to figure stuff out too. Yeah. Um, and have to, you know, because people can't, situations can't become your source. Right. Yeah. So, um, so, but what I had learned at Columbia was that I was open to everything. Like, mm-hmm. not, I didn't just narrow down to one thing. Yeah. Everybody been trying to tell me my whole life, just do one thing. Focus on one thing. And what has worked out for me is focusing on everything. Mm-hmm. Not not thinning yourself out, but but being able to recognize when something of value from somewhere else that's not necessarily sitting in your face Mm -hmm. is approaching you and so um yeah uh, i was able to um 
go and do an internship at a formal studio, you know, and at the moment, this studio at the time, this studio was really getting heavy into the visual side of it uh-huh. um, and character things. Somebody said, hey, I, I really see how hard you was working. You know, we starting this, this thing that we're doing. You want to come out on the road with us and do wow. it on the road. I, character, character, character stuff. I saw how hard you hard, hard you've been working. Then I started uh, working and doing the major music festivals. So uh, as a result of sowing seed and showing character at the same time, because yeah. I was in that internship for like three months. Um, was this that, a paid internship? No. Okay, game changers. I need to put a peg here before Kit goes on. So Kit had already graduated college. Yep. He had already got on the road traveling with one of the biggest artists. Well, of course, Kanye yeah. is one of the biggest artists at this time. But t- 2009, yeah. 2010, Kanye, I mean. That was peak. That was the peak of his yeah. success. Left to figure it out after Kanye needed to take a sabbatical. Mm-hmm. And he went back to serving. Yeah. Just making bank. Yeah. Went back to serving. Um, yeah. I, I, w- I want to shift gears. I want to come back to the professional part. But oh, I yeah. want to talk a little bit about. How does one build good character? Practice. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are saying you want to build character, then you have to be prepared for situations to arise that will test that that thought. Um, and you have to know as you are building it um, that that is the reason why it's there. God don't hate you. You ain't <laughs> you ain't the runt. Remember of the, what you asked remember for. Remember what you asked for. Uh you're not the runt of the litter. Oh, one time I asked, I was like, God, give me the nature of Christ. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Like, let me tell y'all that before y'all pray, make uh-huh. sure it's more than just words yeah. out your mouth. Cause I done been through some situations. Yeah, yeah. If you asking God for a whole lot of money, uh prepare to um, you know, understand how to operate without it. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, yep. it's it's just character stuff, and so you build it through practice, and um, and you also just don't let you know those things impede your good nature. Yep. So you know, I've uh, I've practiced that a lot, you know, uh, and to this day, being an entrepreneur, being a business owner, it um, it pays off because. People communicate in so many different ways and you have to be able to um, navigate with a sense of, uh, you know, composure, dignity, you know, humility. Mm-hmm. So it's all of those things wrapped up in the, into that. So they saw you doing good work. They sent yeah. you off on tour. Where did that take you? Oh, man, that took us all over, all over the nation. We were doing Lollapalooza, Coachella, Bonnaroo. um, Every major music festival in the country, we've done them. And what were you doing from a craft standpoint at this juncture? Live streaming. Okay. Live streaming. And that's when, um, so my my career path was is so vast because I went to school for audio, then got on the road for business, and then came back to tech. But it wasn't just audio now. 
it because the times had changed, so it was visual, audio, and internet based. Yeah. Um, and so we were all over the nation doing major music festivals, and that's when I realized, uh, and I did that for like seven years, seven, eight years, uh-huh. eight, seven years. Um, and um, that was so much fun. I was probably working, you know, four months out the year doing that and then god said hey yep it's time to come off the road okay let's talk about that did you fight it did you just go through with it uh i got pushed out okay i got pushed out i knew it was time to come out and i knew i didn't want to let it go uh-huh. and i got pushed out uh which was good because when i got pushed out i had already had my idea yeah i had you know what it wasn't even my idea i had already accepted the 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 role handed to me yeah because he accepted your call yeah accepted it yeah and so the content house was birthed um but even in that even in that i still like in honoring people the person that i was working with um i still like the content house would not have had the content house's name on it if the person would have accepted because in in honoring i said I want to put your name on oh, this. Wow. And they told me, well, you go do what you need to do. Go get you some equipment. They kind of just played me, yeah. you know, at that point. But you got to be careful who you play yeah. <laughs> because um, you I'm one of God's favorites. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I'm one of God's favorites. And so I was able to, um, you know, start the content house with my wife. Who is an MBA CPA? Yes, uh, Alicia. Uh, right. Yes, Alicia. She's <laughs> she's my rock. And then through all of this, you know, Alicia's been there and just helping me navigate my ideas and my thoughts and process. So I I appreciate that woman right there. My God. Yes. Go, Alicia. Go Alicia. It's your birthday. Yeah. So one thing to note about the content house, you guys, is that it's actually a brick and mortar location. And yeah. so, you know, we are all entrepreneurs. Some of us are service based and online based. But like Kit is on the line, him and his family yeah. for a brick and mortar location every single month. And it is absolutely beautiful in here. I mean, just like the furniture, the green room, kitchens. Yeah. Um, Um, photo studios, production studios, state-of-the-art equipment, um, recording. I mean, you guys, it is really beautiful in here. And so I want to talk to Kit just about like just this process of bringing it to life. Because sometimes you say you want to start a business and it's as simple as getting a domain Mm -hmm. and, you know, getting on Facebook and saying, hey, I'm in business. But Mm -hmm. what was the real time frame of opening the doors for the content house yeah um i was on the road and i kind of was planning it didn't i didn't even know it was a business i was just producing something in my head for two years producing something in your head yeah in in my head like okay well what if that was that and what if this was look like this and what and then before i got you know uh pushed out it was um it was then that's when I had the name. Like, oh, okay. I built something in my head. God was helping me build something in my head. And then he named it like moments after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After the uh, um, the squeeze out. And um, 
but it that was a two year process just to just in my head. Wow. Just in in my head and my wife who says I have these Moses moments where I would just go right on a bunch of post-it notes uh-huh. in the middle of like <laughs> the floor or something. <laughs> I I brought them to her and I was like, yeah, this is it. And she was like, I see it. Let's do it. So how did you make South Holland the destination for this and the that's story of just question. getting the the place? Yeah, that's a good question. I used to, I live very close, um, but I always knew that even when I was touring that this was something that um, people that I knew didn't have access to. Yeah. The technology, the um, the marketing, even though you could do a lot of stuff on your phone. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that, you know, it was people on the road that didn't look like me. Yeah. Um, and they had access to it. And I'm like, well, that's not fair. It's not fair for people that don't look like me to <laughs> to yeah. not have access to this type of technology um, and the power of it. The numbers we were getting on the road were staggering. I mean, of course, it's a, it's a festival. I get it. Uh-huh. But if you boil that down into a consistent, you know, um, platform building opportunity. Yeah, that works for you, too, you know, as an individual. And so I, you know, I started to, um, you know, see that stuff and I used to I live very close to where we are now. And we went looking uh, and I knew I didn't want to go north because everybody goes north. Right. And this was what I was telling you about standing alone. Uh-huh. You can't be afraid to stand alone sometimes. And so that's why we chose South Holland, because it was like, yeah, we're alone. Um, and that's not like a marketing ploy or a business strategy tactic. It was just God said, yeah, you're going to be out here by yourself. Yeah. And the people who need you out here are going to find you. So I can't know what I want to talk about next. <laughs> <laughs> so first off, you guys, I just have to say how blessed I feel to literally be a platform to share some of these stories for the first time because like kit is very much so like a behind the scenes guy you guys met charlotte or my cousin candace dolores like honestly i don't think there's really anywhere else you can go online or internet and find those interviews and the stuff that they're releasing you very much so engage with their work yeah um on a public standpoint you don't really know their stories so i am extremely blessed and highly honored to have the caliber of guests just opening up about their journeys here for seemingly the first time um but kit i want (laughs) you to tell purpose potential podcast i know this story you guys and i've made him tell it to other people but this is the epitome of what it looks like to say yes to a call and trust god to walk it out So the doors of the content house are open. But I told you guys the content house occupies two addresses. Mm -hmm. That's just showing you the vastness of how big this place is. And so you can only imagine what it takes to furnish it. So let's talk a little bit about that story. Great segue. (laughs) (laughs) She up here the segue queen. All right. And so, um, yeah, the story she wants me to tell you is. Uh, when we first opened, it was nothing. It was nothing. Uh, we used to give tours in the content house. We <laughs> we would tell people to come. Yeah, come meet us at the content house. 
and we would walk them through um, this building and we would point to things. This is a part of the story. We would point to things and say, don't you see that? It's a refrigerator right there. You see it? It's a this is a such and such room. You see it? You know, this is a such and such room. Uh, This is a we would we gave like hundreds of tours just like that. And people were looking at us like, oh, y'all crazy. But that was the level of faith that I had. And as we kept doing those tours, we wouldn't have to say you see it. It would just be what we said, what that was going to be there. It was there. That's crazy. Um, yeah. No, <laughs> That's real talk. God. That's it ain't God. the craziest God. That's God. Yeah. And so, you know, during that, um, of course, like like Aja said, um, furniture is a major part of what yes. you have to point at. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, you see that seat you want to sit down? Not yet. Okay, it's cool. Uh, <laughs> People up there sitting down, imagining it falling on the floor. <laughs> right. Uh, so, um, Make a long story short. I'm driving. No, down. you don't make. Don't this have story to make a long short. story short. No, All right, I got to you. Hear this. All right. So, um, I'm driving down the street and I'm driving past a furniture store, and God tells me to go into that furniture store and get your furniture. And I said, Hold on, no, like he just. <laughs> Guys, before we start recording this, I told Kit that if uh, we just had to cut up on this, yeah, let's just cut would. up. Uh-huh. So you probably will notice a very distinct difference between these live interviews and what I call um, my photoshopped podcast. Yeah. Um, because, no, my podcasts are good. But sometimes, you know, when you're delivering something in like speech form, you know, you tend to just want to make it different so format. perfect. Yes, yeah. it's a different format, a different method of delivery. But um, in these live interviews, we we're going with the flow. So, no, literally, this man was driving. OK. And God said, go get your furniture. But he hadn't placed a furniture order. Yeah. No furniture order placed. No, um, you know, prior communication. No. It was just a furniture store that I was driving past. And at this point, like, uh, you know, at this point, I've practiced hearing. Yeah. Because, of course, I'm not reliant on anybody for, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. other than God for anything. And so um, I'm driving past and I said, I don't want to miss it, but I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> 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 I don't want to miss it, but I don't want to go to jail. Uh, so I pull up in the parking lot, I sit in the parking lot for a second and I'm like, just, if you just give me the words to say, uh, then I'll, I'll say them. Father, I'll go. I'll go. (laughs) And this is really like, I'm, I'm scared. You know, it's not like, you know how you're going to act in faith, but you, you like, no, I'm afraid. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, cause sometimes, you know, faith, faith is. Is, faith is, is faith. Dead. Faith is faith. Faith <laughs> is faith. It's like you have to do it scared sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, not fearful, but scared. Okay. It's, I want to know the difference. Like, because, you know, if you, have, you have those jitters in your stomach. Yeah. That's natural. Okay. That's a, that's a chemical reaction to being, like, scared. But you aren't in fear that God won't do it. Okay. 
You get what I'm saying? So gotcha. you're feeling all of these natural adversions to <laughs> to what you're supposed to do. But you're like, I'm just going to press past whatever that is. Yeah. Whatever those jitters, those butterflies, the, that cramp yeah. <laughs> in your side that wants you to stop. Like, you have to just fight past that. So, um, you know, that's what the car, the conversation in the car was. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I went in there and I, I, I asked humbly because I'm a black man. If y'all don't know, <laughs> I'm a black man walking up in a furniture store and uh and i have not had any prior communication with anybody in the store so i go in i say what god asked me to say uh, i i'm looking at the front desk like please don't call the police <laughs> please and she's looking at me like i'm about to call them <laughs> and so i asked about furniture and do they have any furniture to donate or give and I'm supposed to pick up some furniture and she looks at me I timidly you know kind of step back and because she tells me to wait and at that point I'm like she's calling police I'm going to jail I gotta call my wife uh come get me out if you get me now it'll be a hundred dollars uh you know I won't have to stay over the weekend <laughs> if you just meet me already I'm in this precinct <laughs> I'll be here real tears <laughs> Right. I'll be here. You know, you you go to jail on weekend. Nobody want to go to jail on weekend because then you got to stay. <laughs> you got to stay over. You know, the weekend. Um, but so she tells me to wait. Another person comes out, and um, little lady comes out and says, um, uh, "You know who? You know who are you?" And I'm like, "I'm Kit." Uh, you know, I was inquiring about some furniture. Uh, you know, do you? Um, you know have any furniture that i'm supposed to pick that i could pick up <laughs> i'm trying to phrase it yeah. i'm trying to phrase it without you know <laughs> and i'm like god i am definitely going to jail now so she tells me to wait and i'm like so i timidly again hum hum humility humbly timidly walk back to where i was at sat my black tail down and i'm like it's police about to pull up. I know it is. So she comes back out. She comes back out. And like, I am, I know I'm scared. Yeah. Like, this is new. Like, I ain't never done this before. Right. So she says to me, she says, okay, meet me at this address at this time. And I'm like, hmm. What, what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> Meet me at just address this time. And so I'm like, okay. And um, is, is it furniture there? <laughs> She's like, just, you know, kind of meet me at this address this time. So I the next day, I call my wife, tell her I'm, I'm not in jail. Um, you know, next day I wake up and I'm like, okay, let's see what's going on. So I pull up to this uh, warehouse. She's there. Um, she hands me a roll of stickers and you know I, I go into the warehouse it's furniture as far as your eye can see like as close your eyes podcasters if you're driving <laughs> keep your eyes open <laughs> keep your eyes open if you're driving imagine a room full of furniture that's just as deep as you can see right different types of furniture 
all colors. Um, so she says, take this roll, pick whatever furniture you want. And I'm like, huh? She said, put your name on the sticker, put it on whatever piece of furniture you want. And I'm like, okay. So I go put in my, you know, I'm and now I'm being like politically correct. Yeah. I'm just going to pick out 10 pieces. Okay. <laughs> there go, 10 pieces. With that whisper. Right. I'm just 10 pieces. So I put my sticker on 10 pieces and I'm like, yeah, that's my little portion that I'll, <laughs> I'll divvy up for myself. Uh-huh. Thank you so much for being so graceful to me. She says, are you sure that's what you, that's all you want? And I'm like, she said, get all you get what you what you want. And um, I was like, you sure? And so I just go put my sticker on like 200 more pieces. Crazy. Crazy right. Um, by the time we finished putting stickers on furniture, like then they said, we'll deliver it for you. Y'all. Y'all. Come on now. Okay, keep talking. <laughs> just keep, just keep talking, cause we'll deliver for you. They, the next day, they pull up with the truck. It's, it's over two hundred pieces of furniture in this place, and um, and I, literally, was just, you ever been, had a blessing overtake you where you are sweating, like you're, ex- you're physically exhausted, because it's like this, this is too much. Like, <laughs> did I pick too much? No, you didn't pick it. You didn't pick too much because at that moment we were able to um, uh, furnish not only the content house, but we were able to furnish other people's homes who were starting new families who were starting homes, other businesses um, and just be a blessing you know, yeah. and continue to yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, you just hold on, cause okay. I have to unpack this. Okay. okay. All right. So, so there was a story told to me one time, game changers, and basically this guy had a dream, and in the dream he was basically like taken up to the storehouses of heaven, and he was being showed around, and they said these are all the blessings that the people of God never accessed. Yeah. They were here. This is everything they did not claim. It was already theirs. Yeah. They did not claim it. And when Kit was telling the story of going into the furniture warehouse and literally seeing furniture to the depths of the room, yeah. it brought to remembrance that story because at first he was just going to claim his his little portion. L I L apostrophe. His little portion. Little portion. You know, when literally... He went from 10 pieces to 200. And so God gave him a command, but there was still just that little bit in him that says, I just I just still don't know. But I just wanted him to share that testimony because it was so mind blowing that you need to know that there is so much more for you to claim than just that little portion. Now, before he goes on, then I want you guys to rewind to the fact that he says, I furnish my building and people's full houses because there is no reason that we as people of God should be living in lack, let alone just enough. Mm -hmm. God has called us to move into overflow because purpose is not about us if we only have enough for us we are not where we're supposed to be yeah 
I don't know if you guys um, heard the Transformation Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma, literally just gave away $1.2 million in association with their Crazy Faith series. They gave away money to organizations in the area. Members that didn't have homes gave $250,000 to go buy them a home. Brand new car sitting inside the lobby, giving to people keys and boxes. Mm -hmm. Like, you guys, that is the work of the Lord. Yeah. We cannot just be under resourced and do the work of the Lord, but it's not the fact that we don't have resources because our father is God. And that's just ultimately our countenance. There's something going on where our faith isn't tapping into what it is that God has already set aside for us. So Kit said he was naming things in his studio before it was even there. All the times that he looked crazy to people and he kept doing it. (laughs) His faith muscle kept building like he was not crazy. Didn't crazy looking didn't stop him from getting what he needed that time nor the next time. And that's why I believe that he was able to access so much because his muscle was built. Everybody ain't got the faith no. for what Kit did. That was a muscle that he had to build and exercise. So you were furnishing homes. Yeah, yeah. We we literally were furnishing homes, furnishing other businesses. Not ours, but other people that just we know they needed stuff. And um uh, you know, my team, Alicia, Kenya, they um they were big help in, you know, helping um uh, make that happen because we had to like organized to do it yeah like it's not just oh, okay you call you call the homie and say the homie come pick up no it was like we have to systematically give this stuff away because it's so much yeah um and that's what we are called to do you know just as believers just like it's not just about oh i'm gonna give you a blessing go ten dollars how can we build this thing where we're systematically giving and becoming a resource for the kingdom of god mm-hmm. uh where people are looking at us as we need to go find out what they doing so that and so we could be a part of that absolutely um and that's what it's about um and that's called glory yeah 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 and come on th- go ahead take us to church we I know mean, it's in you <laughs> come on they give us a little teaching no but it is it's that's that's glory it's the glory of god um and the manifested uh, presence manifested, yep. of god i had to because we we would say glory and we talk about glory like a noun but then we say like i give you glory i feel like they're they're kind of two different things yeah but the glory we're talking about is the manifested presence of god like you should look like god yeah. there should be something on you that's a drawing yeah to him yep to uh, from other people like yeah. they should look at you like man i am influenced by this person absolutely because of the glory of god on their life yeah um and it's not just a theoretical philosophical thing that oh i could just tell you what to do no i can show you i have a system to show you oh yeah what to do that will yield these results mm-hmm. yeah. i i talk to individuals about that as it relates to personal branding i say that you have to embody it first like when Mm -hmm. you're trying to when you try to paint any picture of where you're going even before you get there you have to embody it because it's that that helps you to continue to sit in it and really thrive in it but it's also that that helps people to accept you as such so a lot of people are talking things that they're not living and so their message isn't translating and yep. so you have to be what it is that you're trying to promote or further yeah that's true 
that's true i'm uh we're a firm believer in that and um you know we just try to um like you said become you you have to allow yourself and that's what columbia was about it allowed me to become the stuff that was in my head not just uh you know it wasn't just oh i could i could be that one day yeah no i i became that um and then um you know all the the technical steps and the processes came later but i at at that point that i went to columbia i had became um i had accepted mm-hmm. that i i i was that person mm-hmm. um and you know that's a hard thing to do yeah that's a very difficult thing to do to accept what god is is telling you in your mind because you got so so many other influences so many other voices so many other you know yourself Mm -hmm. is telling you and you just have to become what god is telling you um you know you 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 know yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) so i want to introduce the ministry and business conversation right here because we've had four guests you being the last on season one and each of them yes (laughs) um each of them has had a different perspective so one of my guests believes that ministry and business are in synergy the other one thinks they're completely separate Mm -hmm. then we have charlotte whose business is clearly ministry because it's a faith-based apparel company um how is the content house furthering god's agenda um and that's funny um we created a network um called the vision christian network um and that network uh we started a year ago we are in um currently uh a reboot of Mm -hmm. it um but it is so its sole purpose is is that is to uh further um that agenda because the content house is something totally different Mm -hmm. um but that's i just as i was called to do the content house i was called to actually do tvcn as well um and um we i take a lot of pleasure in making sure that you know the message of the kingdom of god is advanced yeah and and heard by as many people as necessary um you know come to content house do whatever content you want to do i don't care um, you know, on TVCN, you know, you do, um, you know, that is, that has a specific role and specific purpose. Yep. Um, so I do, um, you know, men, men of faith can do business in the world. Um, and we are called to do business in the world, men and women of faith. Mm-hmm. Um, because the, because you are, it's, it's, it's that glory factor that, you have to mm-hmm. how can i not do business in the world and i'm called to you know help people come to christ exactly who are they looking to it's like steph curry not being in the nba yeah he just he just <laughs> there's a level of practicality that we have to have in this yeah. thing because you know for us churched folk you know i'm born and raised in the church kid is a pk you know (laughs) we 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 know the sayings and we know the antics and the songs and this but when you are activated especially in the marketplace you have to there's a line yeah yeah you have to like 
practicalize that's not a word but i'm gonna use it it. Um, you have to practicalize the spiritual things and so these are things that i'm really asking people what activities did you do today to further god's agenda like we really have to be like that blatant about these conversations with ourselves because it really doesn't matter if we had 20 things on the on the to-do list if not one of them brought glory to god or helped to further his mission Mm -hmm. or didn't share him with somebody then literally all of that was in vain Mm -hmm. like our work has to point back to him but you in particular kit like not only not only were you you know out there like working in the industry but you were in an industry that was not christ-centered so nope. how did you was it really just the showing of like your character and your beliefs that people saw god or were there other ways that you yeah navigated that i understand that question completely because it's not like you walking around like yo i'm a christian yo i'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a christian i'm a christian yo, yo. <laughs> I'm a Christian, yo. I'm a Christian, yo. You can make the sweatshirt. I'll okay, give you permission. Thanks. thanks. I'm a Christian, yo. You ain't out here like that. Uh, but what people do start to see is, you know, in, um, you know, because I've been in sessions, people snorting cocaine right next to me, you know, you know, big booty women bouncing. I got an engineer. I still have a job to do. Yeah. Um, that big booty came. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Distract me from the work of the Lord. Lord, Because that's what my purpose is right there. Um, And you can't be so, you know, now if if that's a temptation for you, you need to go ahead and not be there. (laughs) You need to work on your character (laughs) on your own. You know what I'm saying? You need to work on your character (laughs) on your own so that you can do the work of the Lord in whatever (laughs) environment you need to be in. But if those, if if you know those things um, are, you are delivered from those things or you beyond those things or yeah. you are you got to work you got to work you got to work and um i've been fortunate enough to practice standing alone mm-hmm. that you know it's not you know you can't catch me slipping yeah. <laughs> um and and uh that is something you have to practice on a daily basis but you'll get to the point where people will start to defend you for you yeah uh you you want you want some no i don't i it ain't even about me being christian it's yeah just, no i don't no nah, I'm, I'm good you want some you want to do this you want to try this no nah, i'm good see you got people kind of react two different ways yeah well three one they don't care two they're going to keep asking and get mad or three they're going to defend you yeah um and i've been on the road in a part in, in places where it's like don't offer that to him because he doesn't want that. Wow. You get what I'm saying? That's not for Kit. Yeah. It could be for everybody else in the room, but that's not for him. Yeah. Um. So you have to um, be willing to stand long enough until some, you know, you don't have to defend yourself. Other people defend you. I love that. And I have one more thing that I want to talk to you about. You guys, this is Purpose Potential Podcast. I mean, th- this content is good and what you're not going to get nowhere else. So if we got to stay on Triple to get all this content out, we yeah. going to do it. Because yeah, we at the content house with the producer of the content <laughs> house. Yeah. So I want to talk to Kit about his wife. Oh, my God. 
That's my favorite topic right yes. there. Yes. And that's why I want to talk about her. Uh-huh. Because what I found last time, because I told you guys we chop it up every time. Um, and I, I will spare spare him telling the story of how he met his <laughs> wife, though. Maybe we'll bring him back again. But literally between like dating and marriage, they've been together 20 years. Yeah. Um, Kit and Alicia are literally best friends. And there are a lot of purpose-driven people that may be in just different scenarios, right? So you're trying to build something either side by side with the partner Mm -hmm. like y'all are both investing in it or in other cases you may be building something they're not really involved but they support you and then the third is just you're building something and they're nowhere to be found so I just would like to know a little bit about the dynamics of how you and your wife work together because she's always top of your conversation and I absolutely love that Um, but she works with the content house but she's not here Full time from my understanding. So how do you guys just navigate that business dynamic? Um, she is my partner. She is my partner in everything. Um at, at, I have nothing of my own. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um and um, you know, that takes practice just like building your character takes practice. Like marriage is is the most character building activity uh-huh. you could ever involve yourself in so when people say oh, i want to get married you are saying <laughs> i, I want to test my character, character every day <laughs> <laughs> i want to build my character every day <laughs> so watch out <laughs> hilarious yeah so but um yeah she's my partner in everything the content house life uh you know tie my shoes like if 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 i need help doing something she'll help me if she need help doing something i help her um and that's really what we you know that's the foundation of our marriage um you know people all the time i hear people all the time say everybody marriage work differently well you know that is true but if you are not around like you say in that either supporting yeah you're still doing it as if you even support it yeah you're still together this ain't just yours this <laughs> this ain't just Absolutely. mine it is ours and so we just bring that hours concept into everything we do. Yeah. Um, because if she's comfortable with something, I'm not comfortable with it. Then guess what? Our decision, if I'm comfortable with something, she's not our decision. So we really, um, you know, lean on each other and respect each other's uh, and respect the hour in our marriage, because that is truly what you're building. You're building a life together. So yeah. the content house and anything that we ever do is ours. So advice to someone who may be in the situation where their partner is not as supportive, how do they win them over? Ooh, you got to stay before the Lord. Okay. (laughs) You got to tarry. (laughs) (laughs) You got to tarry because that soul got to come on over. That Uh, soul. (laughs) It ain't even a person. That That soul. That soul got to come on over. So, uh, you know, I do understand, you know, um, because everything's not perfect. You know, it's in a marriage as far as it's um, people understanding and coming to that decision because that has to become two. Yeah. Um, but you just understand that you're in that process of coming to um, and you do what you take and you do what you have to in the process of coming to. Um, and, uh, and keep being the example every day of what you want to see. Um, so, you know, you change your perspective. I go to God a lot of times, like my wife, my wife, my wife. And be like, no, you, you, you. Woo! 
Kit didn't say it all. <laughs> I can't tell. I can't tell God. I can't tell on my wife to God. Yeah. I can only tell on myself. And I changed me and my, you know, my, uh, you know, situations. A changed. whole mouthful. Yeah, that was, that's a whole podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can't tell. You Yeah. Maybe another part two is you and Alicia oh here my in God. the studio. Oh, man. You don't want that ruckus right there. <laughs> that's some ruckus. So, Kit, leave these game changers with some parting words. Uh, I am going to do a, a, um, a Asia impersonation. Game changers. <laughs> um, if anybody is looking for Kit after this episode, I didn't clock them. <laughs> Game changers. No, I just want to leave you guys with um, um, faith is active. Yeah. It's not just a, you know, it's the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen, faith without works is dead. So you have to be putting your um, objectives, putting your thinking, putting your mentalities, putting your efforts, putting your planning, putting your footsteps, putting your hands to uh, the work. He tells you to do something, do it. Don't care about what's coming next. I love it. Yep, that's it. I love it. So, I mean, this, okay. So, you guys, I love this process of bringing Purpose Potential Podcast to life because um, in all humility, it keeps getting better and better. But literally, it's a testament to the fact that God is always fresh and relevant with what he does. And I think just this interview with Kit was the perfect way to conclude season one. You guys, he, he says so much in this podcast. I mean, someone who has achieved a great deal of professional success. And I was having a conversation with him a couple weeks ago, and he literally just got offered a position at one of the top companies in the world and turned it down because he knew that's not where he was supposed to be. So when you are on God's assignment, you, you, are, you have a competitive advantage. You are the best in class in the top of your field, but you have to consistently um, navigate these opportunities and say, is this a good opportunity or a God opportunity? And sometimes, you know, seeing that big opportunity may seem like, you know, these bright shining lights, but you have to stay committed um, to the work that God has given you to do because there your impact lies, your fulfillment lies. And even though it's a process to bring in things to life, God's reward will be much better than anything that you could ever take on. Kit talks about belief. Like I, my faith is so encouraged by sitting on the other side of the room with him as we are talking about this podcast because just the amount of times that faith, um, you know, without faith, it's impossible to please God. We know that, but we also have to grow and develop our faith and the situations and circumstances that Kit was in just in bringing his purpose to life, the level of faith that it required, but just, just hearing the testimony of him going through it and then literally sitting in a room and walking around and seeing the manifestation of what that faith produced that is beyond incredible the importance of character and that literally we hear that cliche saying but it is so true that your 
gift can only go to a certain degree. Like sometimes people are more gifted than they have character for. And that's literally the setup for a downfall. And so perfect your gift. Absolutely. But make sure that you are living according to biblical principles so that when you get in those places and spaces that you literally will be projecting the glory of God. And that ultimately, whether you are quoting a scripture or life, the power, the presence, the anointing that's on you. I mean, it's, it's like it's like a, a double whammy, like people are getting your gift and you're so excellent and skilled at that. And they're getting that character and that glory like people don't even know how to handle that. Like God says, when I be lifted up, I'll draw a man unto me. You just have to show up and you have to work on being perfected. And God will literally cause everything to work out according to his plan. And then just the power of partnership that Kit in his marriage just continuously, you know, works to build something, you know, with his wife. I just think that's incredible. And just the, the power in numbers, the power of partnership, the power of two. Um, Kit, thank you oh, so much oh, for being a guest on Purpose Potential Podcast. Like in as much as this, you know, podcast content you know, hopefully it blesses the game changers. It surely has blessed me. Thank you so much. Oh man, I appreciate. It. Thank you for having me. You know, I'll just be sitting over there producing you know, stuff. <laughs> and she was like, "You." I was like, "No." Yeah, yes, you are called upon <laughs> for such a time as this. Yeah. No, it's just like crazy. This process, game changers. Like we record, you know, maybe like a week in advance or stuff like that. But even some of the pre-recorded content that I have from the live recording, I'm very sensitive to where to place stuff, where to name stuff it's not just like all this stuff goes out like you know I had talked to Kit maybe you know five six episodes ago but now I'm like put him here you know mm -hmm. that's what that's what I felt you know unction in my spirit to do <laughs> and now I see why I just think it was such a powerful close before we move in to the next phase so you guys hear that in every episode I have a spot where I run information about the content house but I'm gonna let Kit do his own appeal today oh, and so man. tell us about the content house who is the content house for how can they take advantage of the services that you offer and then where can they find your company and you online okay well you can go to thecontenthousechicago.com and learn more about the content house and what we offer but here's a little quick snapshot we have uh, a video podcasting audio podcasting um live stream podcasting we host up to four in studio uh we're opening up another podcast studio in the same building um we also offer um uh, you know video um music videos video anything um for your media for your business or your artistry because we service and love entrepreneurs and uh, business owners and artists so if you are a business owner artist entrepreneur you definitely give us a call um we also do for our music and um business owners uh we have a recording studio here so it's anything media that's going to help you get the content out that you need to uh, reach your target audience or customer that is why you will come to the content house and uh, we love doing it on a daily basis my wife and i and uh you know we thank the i'm gonna do like the church members say and we like to thank uh the first lady um <laughs> asia mcgee 
uh, for uh, you know having us on the Purpose Potential podcast. We appreciate it. No, it is my absolute pleasure, and thank you. Um, you had mentioned something in conversation earlier, and you uh-huh. were just like, "When I just get behind this equipment, like I just oh, I yeah. transform into someone new." And you guys, I could be at home sitting around playing on my phone, bringing you a podcast, but I feel like I take on another form, another life to be yeah. in just this studio with state of the art equipment. It just really makes me step into where I'm going and and who God has called me to be. And this podcast has definitely been a blessing to my platform because it's important. um, Just regular lessons and building a personal Mm -hmm. brand that you're bringing fresh, original content to your people. And, you know, through this podcast, I'm able to give you guys craft and I'm able to give you guys word. And I am so grateful for this. So social media information kit, where are they finding Um, you? Instagram content, house shy facebook the content house shy chi um and the website one more time is www.thecontenthousechicago.com and i'll link to both the business and kit's personal social media in the show notes kit thank you for joining purpose potential podcast thank you